Protaku Men of Culture Games Weekly, episode 19, recording April 27th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, joined again by Jordan. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Even I, I mean, I did. Right next door, I literally still. did one show without you. It's been I like think, a yeah, month. I saw that come up, and I was like, I wonder if he's still doing it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything pop up. Oh wow, wow! I wonder if he's so still well. doing it. That makes me. That proves to me that you didn't listen. Did you not I listen? S- no, I saw it pop up, <laughs> and I was waiting for the other ones that never came. Aaron, it's true. It's true. Um, it just wasn't as much fun without you, and you know, man, checks little um. Uh, you know, keeping it PG friendly, but Matt checks little booty. Um, said it wasn't as good, and or you know, he didn't straight <laughs> say that, but he implied he's all like, he, insinuated, he was like, yeah. you gotta get Jordan back on the show, and I was like, okay, <laughs> wow, thanks, you know, thanks. Oh man, well, you know, I can tell you from experience that doing things like this on your own and just like keeping a conversation, like we just did right now when we were doing a sound check, you were telling me to keep talking, and I was like, I. I'd, uh, uh, I'd have no idea what to talk about right now. I think I saw it one time on uh, I'm Game Grumps, actually. Uh, whenever he, whenever Aaron Hansen was doing, like, solo uh, playthroughs and stuff like that, like, he was really struggling to keep the conversation going. And he did an excellent job, but, like, I could definitely tell um, the the ones that are solo, like like, content creators are more focused on the content than with the banter. And it's easier to have banter when you're obviously we're someone else. So, all right, and, and like you just said, um, want to go out here early. We are recording through Discord. We do live right next to each other, but we have, you know, we're taking this whole stay-at-home stuff seriously, as should you. Yes. And uh, so we're we're not getting face-to-face. So we're recording through Discord. I'm gonna have to run this through like three different programs the way I have this set up to do this. So if it sounds bad, sorry, <laughs> but um, we're, we're playing around with it. The nice part about this, the way we have this set up too, um, we can have people come in easier. Uh, we were trying to get Mike on before all this happened because I want to do like a really good D&D episode with him. Uh, I think Matt, speaking of Matt Shack, he expressed interest in doing it. So uh, we'll try to get him on. We'll, we'll, you know, maybe if this works out well, it'll be a good time to have some guests on just because it's easier to do because people are A, home, and B, they don't have to come to my house. Click, click. Yeah, so that's, so click, that's click. exciting. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan promised me. He's all like, oh, now I can do other things while recording this show. And I was like, just don't be distracted. Oh, hold Literally on, hold pregnant on, hold pauses. On. You know what? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear that from you. You left me in a situation just now that, uh, you know, talking about something else. You know, it was the end of a sentence. I, that that. You know what really grinds my gears is when something like that comes in conversation. We were talking with someone, and they 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 leave you on the LOL, and you're like, I guess that's the end of that conversation canonically. So I don't anymore. Yes. So uh, I'm I'm eager to have other people on. We only canonically like uh, using that word twice i've only had uh seth on Seth, yeah exile and, 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 uh, yeah like i said and, and like if mike has a different conversation we'll have him on again but i definitely want to do a D with him that's my thing like if, if people want to be on the show i am more like i said especially right now it's like it's a good time to do it i just want like i feel like just have like some sort of topic or like you know if you're passionate about news like in the case like when we had seth on we we a had like a news topic he's passionate about and he kind of like 
it was a good time to bring him on with the topic. Like, if I can have the topic of the show center around the guests, I think that'd be great. I, I, I just think that works best. Yeah, because it, it, if I was going to, you know, admittingly, I've only played a little bit of Path of Exile, but it's a, it's honestly like part of its own genre with like Diablo and stuff. So we would need like an expert in the field, and there's no other person I know other than, you know, Seth. That's pretty much an expert on it he's got more than a thousand hours in that game altogether so it we'd be remiss not to ask him to come on and i i think you know every once in a while having a having one of our episodes be focused more on like one thing that we're unfamiliar with because even sometimes we'll we'll run something past each other i like uh, that challenge us yeah like make us make us nervous you know about certain topics i i know mike likes talking to us about like rpgs and stuff like that uh, i'm i'm really well versed with rpgs like jrpgs and stuff like that so when he asked us to review dragon quest uh i was really eager too because one i was already familiar with the topic and two it's something that i've never tried before uh that i've always seen if dragon you... quest has always been that thing that's like on the on the wind on the screens of walgreens sort of thing where you like you really don't play it Maybe because you don't have the money for it, or you chose like a different game. Uh, Dragon Quest has always been that different game for me. Like I, I know it's there. I've seen it in the, you know, in the halls. I just never picked it up because I would always choose something else. I picked like the Tales series up, and I've been a fan of that instead. If you hate Persona Five, come on the show. I'll set you and Jordan up, and you guys can just talk for like four hours. Oh, uh, we'll just. Fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I was really good with uh, with censoring myself when it came to you know being in person. I it kind of like got in the zone. It, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. So and we we've played uh, since then Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And that's just that's just profanity filled. So. I'll have to get back into the game of I got so good at it too. I was so proud of myself not cussing and anything yeah, well, like that. We had like we were <laughs> like at least ten episodes strong without having to censor. Yeah, not even a little bit. And whatever we would do, we would like put up a warning ahead of time, like, "Hey, we're about to say something. We're about to cuss because it brings the point across the best." So but then we just I just bleep it anyway. Luckily, luckily we luckily we do, we don't do it enough where it's easy. Like I can just write down a timestamp and. Yeah, go through. Yeah, I'm not concerned about it. All right. Yeah, Jordan, we've got a really big, meaty show because I'm sure yeah, we are no going kidding. to be. I'm sure we're going to be talking forever about what we've been playing. I actually, for the sake of this, I pared mine down. I've been playing more, but I just like condensed it to what like I'm really passionate about right now. So we'll be talking games we've been playing, of course. But we've got some news items, including some Last of Us news. Um. Microsoft Game Pass always getting better. Nintendo's updated Palooza. Maybe our favorite little marsupial bandicoot, you know what I mean? We're also going to be talking about the World of Warcraft Shadowlands Alpha, but like I said, we will start as always with what have you been playing, Jordan? You can go first. Oh, I, I feel so guilty when I bring this up. Like, I, my, my parents <laughs> would, would ask me, you know, very gingerly, so uh, how are you doing, Jordan? And... You know, how is this, like, I would, at, friends would ask me, like, how, how is this treating you, huh? And I'm like, you know, this is gonna, this makes me sound really guilty, and I feel really bad saying it, but I'm doing a-okay. You know, I, I, I've been playing so many games just, just guilt-free, 
I, I've been I've had this long list from when I was working for a while, and then I can just close it all off now. So I've been playing games the whole time that I haven't been writing. Uh, I don't think I mean it's one of those things. Like we definitely feel I feel for people who are struggling right yeah. now and everything, but Parts like you you can't feel bad. I mean, I, I, I you can feel bad. I shouldn't say that. I do feel again, and I do feel bad. But like you know, if your situation's good, yeah. I mean, right now I'm only working like two days a week, and I've just what this has taught me is like I'm passionate about staying at home and getting paid to do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, rewiring my brain to like to like love just just enjoying it. Like I, I have to like convince myself, hey dude, you've worked really hard for a long time, and something bad happened to you. You kind of deserve this sort of like break off of all that stuff, and you're. This is your reward for complying with the stay-at-home order and not going out to, like, a beach or something like that. Uh, and, not that we have a beach. Yeah, not that we have a beach. <laughs> I mean, we have, like, we're close to lakes, I guess, but I've never been that type of person anyways. Don't even know how to swim, so it's not my issue. Uh, but, yeah, once I got past that, I started knocking everything off the list. Uh, so I finished up – I almost finished up all the playthroughs of, of – uh, of three houses of fire emblem three houses okay so picking up on that. his last playthrough right now he that that's what all he's been playing this whole time he's been indoors is just fi is just fire emblem he says it's now his Wonder top been up to. three games really wow yes that's some high so, praise it so we both agree on something and this is this is going to be my final word on fire emblem because like we pretty much both have played it all the way through uh seth and i uh if you do not want to play all the playthroughs of that game, which you're not going to get the full experience if you don't play through all of them. But if you're short on time and you just want the best playthrough to go to, I would recommend playing through the Blue Lion's House because it is the most well-written. It has the most impact the game through. And if you separated all the other paths and just played that one, you would get the most out of the story. And you would get the most, like the best playthrough out of it too. So I would really it. enjoy, and here's me spitballing, like, yeah, showing the folks how the sausage is made here at Brotaku Men of Culture. Um, I would be very interested in recording you and Seth, like, having a spoiler discussion, like a spoiler cast or something. And then if we ever can't decide for a topic of the week, we can just tack it onto the end of the show. Hey, you know, that's, I would really like that. We We usually just since we live together we just share games that we play and we recommend to each other so that'd be pretty awesome i mean it's a really in-depth game like with a lot of like it's got a lot of heritage like its pedigree is is very long so when it was announced for smash the bylip was going to be in there I like, yeah i could see that people were like there's so many fire emblem characters in the game i'm like there's a lot of fire emblem like games they make up a third of the roster <laughs> <laughs> get my, my arms punchy guy in there please iced oh <laughs> uh, i mean like if you want to add another inkling character in from splatoon like i'm for it no i don't like, like that either just make it i want sora get sora out of here man. <laughs> he had his chance he had like a whole decade chance and then they screwed it up i but want that's... sora and i want crash and i want spyro come on nintendo I... I'll agree with most of those picks. I would love Spyro in the game. I I would adore Spyro in the game, and I think he his move kit would be 
amazing. I would love to play that character. He would have like uh, his up B. Like I get, he'd be like a floaty character, kind of like Kirby, you know, with his wings flapping. And then like his his back air would be like a like a tail swipe. Oh, like, like, like I, I, I can picture him oh, doing like God. the like little like loop de loop spin. Yeah, his his B could be like he could move while using his fire breath. Oh, oh, please, Sakurai! If, if Heroes of the Storm can put. <laughs> Deathwing in, <laughs> we can we can figure out Spyro and Smash. Yeah, uh, it, I I heard Tassadar just got a, a a rework too, but we'll talk about that on another podcast because I kind of want to get back into Heroes of the Storm. Uh, but since yeah, Fire Emblem. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem, just on the first part of quarantine. But what about you? Let's go back to you for a second. Oh, oh God. Okay. Um, I want to bring up Dragon Quest XI first. Uh, have you been playing this? We, you kind of talked about it. Like, I've been going down a list. I, I haven't been uh, contrary to the Burnout episode that we had, which is still one of my favorites. I have not been rotating games. Like, I played uh, Persona 5 Royal came out, and I'll talk about that after, after you talk about yours. But uh, Persona 5 Royal, when it came out, put 120 hours in it a couple of all-nighters stuff like that finished a playthrough of that uh then i went on to world of warcraft because of the, all the bonuses they've been giving out and leveled up an alliance character okay. and unlocked cult and blah 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 and then i'm gonna be rotating back to persona 5 and finishing that up and then i'll be starting to go into other games okay so that that was the walk um so again, Dragon Quest Eleven is part of our ongoing. Mike, I don't know. Did Mike buy it for you? Yeah, I, I, I about, do. I wasn't sure if you owned it yet or not. Playing it. Yes. Okay, so yeah, Mike bought us both Dragon Quest Eleven for the specific purpose of talking about it on the show. So here we are. Um, I I haven't played a lot of it the last couple of weeks. I've kind of gotten, I've really gone down the WoW rabbit hole, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm like way back in. Um, but I, I'm still picking my way through it. I'm not too much further than I was a month ago when I talked about this, I guess. Put, put maybe about another, like, five hours in, which in the case of an RPG isn't very much time. I'm, like, 13 hours into this game, and it's still, like, explaining new things to me. Like, I just got a boat, and I'm, like, traveling the open seas, and I'm like, this is completely different than the last 12 hours. Okay. <laughs> Japanese RPGs for ya. But, no, um, and I think I talked about this in the solo episode. I just... What I love about the game is it gets rid of all the things I don't like about JRPGs, like random combat stuff. Like I, everything's just out in the overworld. And there's there's this moment in the game I found. There's like a 2D mode you can play. Like you can play the whole game in the, like the old school style 2D. But I I don't like it as much because there's a point in the game where it forces you into the 2D mode just to I, I assume just to like show it off. But like it's a whole section of the game and it's a side thing outside of its initial um, introduction. But, like, the random combat's there, and I'm just like, this feels like such garbage. Like, I'm sitting there grinding everything, but I just love being able to choose, like, okay, I need to go back to town. I'm just going to avoid everything. It's kind of nice. And, again, it's kind of like what we get with Pokemon. Like, the Pokemon, like, open world, overworld, where everything's just walking around, I love that. The wild area. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just... I, I, I guess in... Part of the reason Mike bought us this is we were complaining about some JRPGs. I'm not, I'm just not as into the, I don't think I have a big of issue with JRPGs and turn-based combat as I thought I did. I think I have a bigger problem with the random combat, but at the same time, I feel kind of hypocritical saying that because I love games like Persona 5. Like I enjoy, like I haven't put nearly as much time into it as you have. I haven't even finished the second 
like um palace but i still like i enjoyed that so like i either i either don't like random battles or if they're gonna be there the game has to be like so good and enticing in another way to like push me through that but i like that I, yeah i can understand like you you kind of want if there's random encounters they need to be something there other for the than the point of like wasting your time i guess you could say because that's something that annoyed me about like playing pokemon sometimes it's like sometimes i would just get into a random battle that i didn't want to go in which the result is i would just run away and it was just wasting my time instead of like uh actually having an impact me in some way like there was or make it stylish like for persona like give me a bad soundtrack sorry another (laughs) another sensor right there but give me an awesome soundtrack so that it's not a bother when i have to play the game like it's not a chore right exactly um the other thing i like is grinding is just part of the genre like i accept that that's part of the genre um but what this game does is you can just set it up so people auto fight and you can play the game like that. I've done that before when I've been a little distracted playing the game, but I typically like to be able to put my inputs in. But what it's really nice about this is you just set the people up to automatically fight. And if you're just at a point where you just want to grind and get some levels, that's a perfect yeah. way to handle this. Um, so, yeah, I really like those two things. Again, the game is so beautiful. I mean, Akira Toriyama does a lot of the art in the game. So, I mean, it's going to look good. Yeah, <laughs> Especially it, for it hits you right stuff. in the... Uh... Right, the nostalgia. And I've been, like, crazy nostalgia, nostalgic lately. And, I mean, I feel like everybody is to an extent. But, like, I don't know. It's been hitting me real hard lately. Uh, you're, no, you're a very nostalgic person. I, I sh- you, you put a lot of value in that kind of stuff. So I can see that. So, yeah, um, that's Dragon Quest Eleven. Do we want to get back to one of your games, or should I keep going through my list here? Uh, I'd like to talk more about Persona 5 Royal when I completed more of the DLC. So, for for the people who don't know, there was uh, the Persona series does this thing where they released the game, the base game, and it, it's the whole game. It's not like it's missing anything. Uh, and then later on, uh, after a few years, they release like an enhanced version of the game. Like, it'll have the DLC sprinkled into it. it. It's not just sprinkled on top. Like, they put it inside of the game, too. Uh, it's just the better... Like, it's a definitive edition, honestly. Uh, and I've been waiting for this for a while, and I finally got it, and I just sat down, and I just marathoned the whole game. Like, I just bought a bunch of snacks for me. I got a bunch of Diet Coke and stuff like that. Uh, and I just marathoned it. I The first day I got it, I, I pulled an all-nighter. And then, like, another all-nighter the next day. But besides that, um, it's, my, it's my favorite game of all time. They just added more stuff that I love. And it's very rare that I get a remake of a game that I love everything that they did to it. Like, I, every single thing that they gave me is something that I've loved that I didn't know I would enjoy more with the addition to it. So they... They just added a bunch of like quality of life things. Uh, I played on hard difficulty this time, and it's it's still pretty hard. Like it's one of the I think in JRPGs, uh, they you start off relatively weak early, where you have to use your your brain a little bit uh, just to get through, or in some cases just run away from certain fights that you can't complete. Um, 
and then later on as the game progresses and you you know what to do and that's the big part too uh you in jrpgs you grow stronger with your knowledge of the game and its concepts so it gives you the tools to break the game for it which is part of the game that's kind of like what it is with persona the game doesn't decrease in difficulty you just get better at the game and that makes you stronger in game as well uh and that's what they did with Persona 5 Royal. They added a couple more characters. You can do a lot more stuff with your days because they're, since they added more characters, the, uh, the time management system in the game, which is a big part of Persona, uh, they give you a little bit more time. So it's just not your cat saying, oh, you're too tired to do that. You should go to sleep. Now it's like, no, now you can like work on your stats a little bit while you're in your room. You can stay around LeBlanc, which is like the coffee shop you stay at. Uh, you can like make coffee for yourself. They can just give you a little bit of extra time to work on your things. Uh, I I immediately blasted through the first playthrough. My only issue with the game is that unless you knew how to trigger the DLC part of the game, you'll just play through the regular game as it is. Really, like it? The DLC just isn't included with it. Uh, well, it, I mean, it, I know it's it's included with. The purchase, but like I, I figured like they would just drop the DLC stuff like somewhere in it. You have to unlock it, which I was close to unlocking without knowing about it all on my own. Just because the way you unlock it is you need to get a certain level of confidant rank of like relationship level with three characters with a certain game. bay. Uh, yeah, with a with a with a girl, with a teacher, and with your rival. Uh, which are all new content within the game. So the the one thing that we're probably like hoping you would do is like these are new concepts in the game I really want to get into it, which to a certain extent worked because I was very 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 close to to unlocking the DLC. I I missed it by one rank of confidant. Uh, I, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only problem I had because I ended up playing the base game like there were still extra zones that i could travel in and stuff like that but there's a whole quarter of the game that isn't unlocked if you don't meet those requirements and i mean i guess thinking back to my first playthrough like and again my first playthrough but when i played through the first like thing once <laughs> um i didn't like like it doesn't do a great job of explaining certain things to you like, I wasted three hours because I thought I had, like, the day of my expulsion or whatever to yes. do, like, to finish up. And it doesn't explain that, no, you have to do this the day before. It Yes, I I made the same mistake you did when I first played Persona. I, I was like, hey, I got all this extra time. And what they do is they ha they do a good job of reminding you that you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, no, <laughs> but that's the problem. Like, but it just until you find that out on your own, or you had were lucky enough to read it, or something like it's just like it felt really bad because I was like, but I haven't saved in three hours. What? <laughs> yeah, I I think the auto the auto save system is something they should probably work on a lot more. Uh, that they, they they didn't work on a lot more. They just make it so that you return to the last. Uh, safe room, or you can return to the last save or the last yeah. check. Like uh, the next, the last day, I suppose. Like I don't mind being punished if I'm stupid, but I was only stupid because your like your game didn't explain it well enough. <laughs> yeah, they. 
that's still an issue that I kind of have with it is like there's you pretty much have three days that you have to quarantine off from like your time enabled and even then they they tell you like hey sometimes you're gonna have to do stuff outside in order to unlock like uh, blockades you had uh inside of the of the other world and stuff like that and and that happened as well too like there's a scene where like there's a door closed inside of the, of the the cognitive world that can only be opened by changing the cognition of the person that's uh, outside that you're trying to infiltrate. So that's another day, uh, or sometimes it may even take longer than that. Uh, so you really need to portion off your uh, your time wisely. And even then, I feel like there are some days where I just waste it. Like there was one day where I I found the infiltration route. Okay, that's one day. But then th it takes a whole day to send just the calling card. Like, really? Like, and then everyone just goes home and just sleeps, I guess. And then the next day, boom, you're in the infiltration. You're you're on the final day. Already. Yeah, and I, I guess, guess that's, that's where, where, now that you're explaining this, it's starting to flood back a little bit. I, I had sent the calling card. I figured I could do the infiltration the day the of day my expulsion. Of, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you should. Yeah. That should. That should be the... <laughs> That should be the case. You could probably just do it all in like a couple of hours, I guess, because it's literally just running to that guy and saying like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, you know, if I, if I want to wake up early in the morning and go put a mask on and personify <laughs> yeah. myself, I, I should be able to, you know? And it's like, oh, sorry, Reed, you didn't get up until eleven thirty in the at like yeah, in the yeah. morning. I'm about to say like people wake <laughs> up and go work out before work and school. Like, come on. Yeah, this. I mean, sometimes the the main character wakes up before like. uh like after 1 p.m. I heard so they did that once. He's like, "Hey, dude, it's past noon. Are you are you okay?" I'm like, oh, I guess not. No, no I was up all night in somebody's brain. brain. Yeah, I was in someone's brain trying to change their heart. <laughs> you seen this gym teacher, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's still, still my favorite game of all time. Still firmly planted at number one. Impressive. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like. I love all the new characters they introduced, and I feel like I'm gonna love the the new route that I take now, because I pretty much just played the game over the way I would have, oh, the first time, and I got the same ending and everything like that, and now I'm gonna work really hard to get the the new content. Gotta now that, that DLC carries over, yeah, I don't have to worry about social skills and stuff like that, which is just so hard to raise. So I'll, that's a lot of time I'll be saving where I can just like talk with people instead, enjoy the parts of the game that I like course cool, cool cool okay so my next game uh still been twiddling a little bit with animal crossing um we're going to talk about some animal crossing news later in the news segment uh i haven't done any of the news stuff uh so i've kind of hit the point where I, I still really like the game it's still nice to be able to get on every couple days and do some stuff but like, I'm looking at some people playing this game on my friends list, and they put, like, 180 hours into this game, and I'm like, how, what are you doing for more than two hours at a time in this game? I, I heard from other YouTubers that I've watched that it is it is very much a game where you sit down, do everything you need to do for the day, and then you're done. That's what I, And that's what I like about it. But I, yeah, I, I'm kind of getting to the point, and I, I need to get back in now that there's new content, but, like, I was kind of getting to the point where, like, I, I, obviously, I'm still working towards stuff, and there's still stuff to work towards, but, like, I wasn't getting as much in my time. Because, like I said, it takes me about, me personally, like, I can get about two hours out of it every day, 
and if I want to, and I was just getting to the point where my two hours wasn't giving me as much as my two hours did, obviously, when I started. But that's just yeah. cool now. Like, they're adding new content and stuff, so obviously they want to keep pushing it forward. But, like, like I said, like, I felt like I was playing it a lot, and I'm at, like, 65 hours. Like, I put way too much time into this game. Like, I'm at, like, 65 hours. But then, like, I, I, I look at, like, my mom, who's had the game two weeks <laughs> less than me, and granted, she doesn't play other games like I do. So, like, I... I I know overall game, like, playing game time, I dwarf her. But I've got, like, 65 hours in this game. She got this game two weeks later than me, and she's, like, just rocket-shipped past me. Crazy stuff. She's also playing with your sister, I believe. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure my sister is getting on her account a lot to do stuff. I mean, she gave me some stuff during the Easter event, which... Was awful, by the way. Um, yeah, I heard about that. This is great catastrophe. Like people stopped playing the game. It was all, just over that stuff. way too intrusive, and it overlapped with a seasonal thing. Like there's the the summer blossoms or the spring blossoms, yeah. and it's yeah. this it's this really cool stuff where everything turn like the trees turn real pretty and stuff. And they're supposed to be like this like the seasonal blossom is supposed to have its own like you're collecting furniture and stuff for this season. But then this, like, stupid Easter thing happened. And, like, everything you do, fishing, digging, hitting rocks, hitting trees, everything you do has a chance to give you an egg. So you're not getting the stuff you actually want because when you're doing this, the stupid Easter event's activated, everything's giving you an egg. So even, like, and we'll, again, we'll talk about it later. There's another event going on right now. I haven't played it yet. But, like... The, the event's going on, but, like, it doesn't beat you over the face. Like, during the Easter event, when you're, like, if you're just trying to get rocks because you want rocks to craft something, you're getting eggs. Sorry. And it just feels real bad. So I'm glad Easter's done. I did get everything there was in Easter. I made all the items. I got the stupid bobblehead, and I turned the bobblehead into a stupid wand, and then I made another bobblehead just to keep in my bank because I'm that kind of person. But you know, it, it wasn't good, it, and it just—it's very unfortunate because I feel like a lot of people probably got the game during that, and I wonder if that turned anybody off that wouldn't have already been interested in the game. I—I I also heard the opinion of someone that's like. Hey, if you're like hardcore trying to play this like really laid back casual game and that's like actually pissing you off and he's like that's that's not the reason I bought the game. It's like he said it I bought the game to like kind of chill out and stuff. So it's not like any of this stuff really affects me that often. And I'm like eh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like I I personally didn't buy the game. I'm interested in the game. It's just I chose Persona 5 Royal over Animal Crossing. Right, yeah. like my lot no of there. things I could buy. Yeah, and I while mean this whole quarantine stuff. Is yeah, happening. yeah, quarantine going on, and we we talked about how um, you know, your your old employment made the poor choice not to sponsor us, and I mean we could have brought them all the business they needed. <laughs> yeah, and they, they they chose that, and in response to that, you know, I they're no longer in business in this they area. They chose wrong. Yeah, they chose wrong. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I could totally understand, like how you feel and, and in the same vein it, it's not like no i don't feel like you're invalid in your in your opinion in that matter so i guess we'll just have to wait and see like how they handle i'm eager to see how christmas comes along and see if they they learn their lesson that they make things a little less intrusive because that was a big deal like i don't play the game and i heard about that 
Like, like, that's how big it was. And like I said, I think it was just compounded. I could have dealt with it, but like I seriously, the spring blossom stuff, I got two recipes for it because I was also just getting Easter recipes. I think it was just, it's it's not a good event on the whole, and it was just like doubled by going on with something else. Yeah. And that was poor timing. Luckily, I think somebody did the math. Like next year, it's only going to overlap like two days. So like something that only had like, both events were like like the Easter event was like fourteen days and the spring blossom was like ten days or whatever and it just overlapped the entire time with the spring blossom. So, you know, if it's not as bad next year, that's fine. It might have just been the way the calendar lined up. But it was definitely an oversight. They're definitely I don't know. I feel like maybe they could like make an item like the Easter bun like make a basket or something that your character carries around and if you're carrying the basket you find eggs, like kind of thing. That could be cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that working out really well. It, that that's how they handle those sort of things in other games too. You could just kind of opt out. Right. It's like, yeah, this is cool, not for me. Like, okay, that's cool. You can you can just enjoy this other stuff then. We're like, okay, cool. And everyone lived happily ever after. The end. Yeah. Speaking of happily ever after, Jordan, <laughs> I've been playing some Diablo three again. Nice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me about this. So what happened was is um, Orange Man gave me some of my money from next year already in the form of a stimulus. So I'm going to have to pay all yeah. that back next year. But whatever, I got an extra $1,000 now. And I, I made the choice. I was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to spend like half of it on some fun stuff. You know, with everything I've had going on that I kind of talked about in the last episode, just some like health stuff my cat dying i was like i need to treat myself yeah treat yourself treat myself so i I was was spending some money and like i had so diablo 3 was on sale on switch and you know you get the coins or whatever for buying games on switch so i got it for like 20 bucks i was like whatever my third time buying diablo 3 don't care um because now i can play it while i lay in bed that's the important part here because <laughs> uh, I was, I, I was yeah. kind of just looking for a game that was looking for a game that I could just like you know play for like 10 minutes make some progress and turn off again with like Animal Crossing's nice because it's kind of a quick it's a it's definitely a pick up and play game and then kind of set aside but like I do feel like I have to put some time into it to make any tangible progress as yeah. opposed to like Diablo 3 you just run like a rift or whatever and you're good to go so I was leveling through the story because usually you have to level through the story to unlock adventure mode. And like halfway through this boring story that I've, it's not boring. It's a good story. I don't, I think Diablo three has a fine story, but I've played through it like a bajillion times. It's fine um, story is, is the correct term. There. Yes. But I found out apparently in the switch version, since it's like the super complete version that comes with Reaper of Souls, it comes with the Necromancer. Like you don't have to buy any of that stuff yeah. extra. You can just do adventure mode. So I was like, well, so I like pulled over to the side of the road at like level 30 and switched to adventure mode. Uh, I'm level 70, you know, I'm just, I'm gearing up now. So I'm playing a barbarian. Um, I do have an issue with the game and I had this issue when I was playing on PS4 with Mike or I level the Barbarian, and I just can't get the gear pieces I need to make the builds I want to play work. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just cannot get the pieces to drop. And when I was playing with Mike, it got so bad, and I felt like I was holding him back so much that I actually went and leveled a Monk because during the se- whatever season we were playing, the Monk just got their best tier set for playing the game, like, yeah, for yeah, leveling yeah. up. 
and I immediately, like, we immediately jumped up, like, 30 riff levels just because I could actually carry my weight. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I mean, I know things are going to, I know, like, the whole point of seasons are things are going to ebb and flow. Some things will be better. Some things will be worse. Yeah, it's literally the point of the game is to, like, just grind and not get what you want. <laughs> but it, it, just, it does feel real bad when some classes can just, like, oh, yeah. literally level up and be able to play the game. In other classes, you're all like, please, I need the legendary that makes it so my rage don't run out when I'm doing this. Or Fury, I guess that's what it's called yeah, yeah. for the Barbarian. But yeah, so the Diablo 3, just been playing that. Um, I'll finish up part of my list here, and then we can talk about World of Warcraft together since we both teased that we've been playing that. Uh, I've started in on part of my treat myself. I picked up the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the episode I did by myself. I think I may have played the demo. I've only played two more chapters. So the demo was chapter one, and then I played through chapter three. Originally, I was doing it a chapter a day, and then uh, I forgot. Oh, um, we cleaned the carpet in the living room the next day, so I kind of fell off that chapter a day wagon. I want to get back into that. I actually want to talk to my cousin Nick about maybe doing a spoiler cast for that, since I believe he's playing through it. And he's the only other person I know for sure who's playing right through it. I know Phil got it. He got that big collector's edition, but I don't know if he's playing it yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the last episode. But man, it's incredible. The graphics are so good. Um, the voice acting's great. It takes a supremely overrated game. Final Fantasy VII basic game is overrated. I appreciate how important it was for video games, but if you play that game today and have no nostalgia towards it, it is overrated. Like, it is not that great of a game, in my humblest of opinions. But this or at remake, the very least, everyone will will point you towards another. Like, people that say that Final Fantasy VII is not a good game, they immediately will see a different Final Fantasy game. They're like, yeah, I played it, but this one's better. It, it might be like the root of nostalgia, but... We all know, like, okay, Final Fantasy VII was a good game. There's some people that would say it's the best game of all time. That's probably a little bit, uh, in your opinion, would be a little overspoke. Again, and I realize it's an opinion thing. Like, if Final Fantasy VII, the original game, is your favorite game of all time, awesome, more power to you. But as somebody who did not play it back in the day, who played it for the first time, like, I don't know, probably yes. like six, seven years ago now. Whenever it first came to PC, that's when I played it. Uh, I, I was like, if this is the best Final Fantasy game, which ironically enough, I personally don't know anybody like in my super close friend group that thinks it is the best Final Fantasy game. But my thought was, if this is the best Final Fantasy game of all time, Final Fantasy sucks, like as a whole. <laughs> but I mean, I, anyway, where I'm going with that is I, this is great. This is honestly... I. I need to see if the whole thing holds up because I've heard that, like, there's some lulls in here. But, like, if this holds up, this is, like, upper echelon tier games. And one of the complaints I've heard with it is it, like, changes the story. I have no attachment to the story. I couldn't even, I don't even remember what it's about. Um, so, there's, like, that's how much it stuck with me kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Somebody was all like, oh, it gets, like, Kingdom Hearts level complicated. I'm like... Please, please, does it? Like, that that's a big statement. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, Final Fantasy has always been like, oh, crystal of light, or like, oh, chosen of of light, and blah blah blah. It, the 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 glory of Final Fantasy has always been like, it's got the most basic premise of all time, and then they hit you with like, you feel for this character, you feel for this character, and then it starts to get more complex from there. And that one's fake. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Never played ten, but I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone knows about ten. Uh anyway, but, outside of World of Warcraft, that's what I've been playing, Jordan. I'm curious because this is not a spoiler because if you don't know if you play video games and you don't know about this, it's impossible. You cannot play video games and not know about Final Fantasy Seven's big spoiler. And I'm gonna say it. Uh or at least I'm going to talk about it. If they say they're going to change a little bit about the game. Uh, oh, and keep in mind, I, we probably should say the remake is being split into parts. So this yes. first part is Midgar, which they have extent, like they've milked it out. This game from everything I've read, most people spend about 30 hours with it. Midgar is like the first like six, seven hours of Final Fantasy seven originally yes and and the fact that people love it so much and it's just this one small part of the game which came out originally on two discs means there's a lot of expectation if they change this scene with Aerith and sephiroth how would you feel about that uh it would make me feel real good because uh when i was playing through seven the first time i knew about it because again like i played it super late so yeah, I, everyone I, gets spoiled I, by this. I knew about it, but I didn't expect it to happen so early in the game. And I was like, but she was my healer. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to I go back and like level somebody else up as a healer. I was like, this is yeah. I was like, I, I, knew, was like I knew I was gonna have to make the switch at some point, but I thought I had more time. Mm-hmm. I think if they make that change in this game. I will consider it, I'm calling it now, it'll be one of the, the greatest moments in gaming history. And and I don't how, know. The story's changing like up for like lore. seven purists are mad about how it ends, and I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I don't want to be spoiled. And but... that's, that's, that's fine for the purists, whatever. You know, They wanted just a prettier version of the game they already had. But for people like me, if they change that, that one little scene, it'll it that scene is such a big part of gaming history as a whole like it turns the narrative on its head of what was supposed to be such a simplistic plot in like final fantasy games like like i said crystal blight hero you you get the girl you save the day you beat the godlike feet villain at the end of the game you have a good happily ever after final fantasy 7 the reason why some people viewed it so highly is because of this one scene that changed everything uh and if they change that i think that'll go down again it'll break another like record it'll be another bookmark in history and i don't see the problem anyway because jesse's the better girl anyway within like five (laughs) minutes she's talking about my balls so you know like hey how you doing jesse 
uh, I have bad news for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I don't think she. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. They 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 do lay her on real thick here. Like she's all like, oh my god, and then you like saved her life, and she's like, oh my god, your balls, and she's just like balls, balls, balls. She just talks about your balls. <laughs> my goodness, I I am gonna play this game eventually. Oh no, it's it's incredible, and like it makes me real sad that like. If they ever do finish this game, I could be like an old, decrepit man dying by the time it does get finished. Like, I honestly think this is going to be, like, part of Square's, like, marketing. Like, they're going to rely on parts of this for at least 10 years to make money. Do you think they're just going to chew on it for a little bit? But to their point, I I was originally really low on the episodic nature of the game. But if they're going to flesh every part of the game out like this and make it as, like, high quality as it seems to be... They could not have made it a single game without spending about like five hundred million dollars on it, and at which point there would not have been a return on investment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I completely agree. This is probably the best way for them to share not only in their like economic ideals and and their returns on the game, but like their their uh, their creative vision of it will not be hampered. They will need a scrounge. Uh, they can keep this level if they keep this level of consistency then i think everyone will agree with it yeah so yeah no I, i'm really enjoying it though so i will definitely be playing it more maybe god maybe i can do like a segment with nick where like we talk about like a chapter or two every episode and i can just tack it on somewhere in the show that could be a fun way to do it yeah too i mean or if you want to get to it we can do it you know i mean whatever but I kind of, I kind of like what we have where it's like, it, it feel free to to tell us you know send us an email if you don't agree with this. But Brotaku moc at gmail dot com. That's yeah, Brotaku moc at gmail dot com. Uh, I I like the format of telling someone who has played the game to someone that has not played the game and is still interested in the game. And then several episodes later saying, hey, I played the game. This is my feelings on it. This is what I agree with, and this is what I disagree with. This is my experience with the game. Kind of like that little ebb and flow that we got going on. The ebbs and flows. Yeah, that that did work out really well, Pokemon. Maybe you can be the moderator for me and Nick's discussion. Yeah, I I definitely love the fact that uh, there's different, like, levels. Like, you played more Path of Exile than I did. I, that's crazy because I played, I played a bit of, like, like no Path of Exile. <laughs> like, I played, like, I've never made it past like chapter two. <laughs> yeah, it did. yeah, me too. So, and then we had that like person that played like a, a lot of Path of Exile. So I think there should be that kind of like gradient, like pe- two people that explain in different relations, like someone who knows the whole story, someone that knows the story as it is, and then someone that knows none of the story. I think that would give you the best. Uh, look at what a part of the game was. All right. Uh, anything else you need to talk about before we go to World of Warcraft, Jordan? Right now, it's o- <laughs> it's literally only been Persona, uh, World of Warcraft, and a little bit of Fire Emblem. And I do plan on getting into a lot of different games. Like, uh, like I played Hades. They came out with a new update. They came out with a new weapon. When's the next one? What's the timer, Jordan? I don't know. I think it's like June. It just says COVID-19. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're definitely taking it slow because they just released this new uh, this new patch and it's a big one. They added a new weapon. They added they they pretty much overhauled a lot of the game. They unlocked a lot of things. Um, still like still only can get to Hades. They, it's not like they they put in like a new level of the game or anything like that. But they're still working on it. I enjoy the uh, the changes that they made into the game. I have no issues with it, and they're all positive in my opinion. So just a little shout out on that game. Um, other games, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I've been spending the last. I mean, two weeks I was about to say, Warcraft. I was about to say, don't don't dig for anything. Then let's just talk World of Warcraft. Yeah, what have you right. been doing then, Mister so Night I've Elf Hunter? Playing, yes, I've been playing. Uh, my Night Elf on the Alliance side. Does it have a mohawk? Yes. No, it does not. She has a, a <laughs> long. Mister T, be shamed. When are they going to start? I don't think they can afford to hire anyone else. Uh, they should just hire the ones that for sure play. Uh, Those commercials were incredible. They were. People asked. Uh, I saw like uh, an interview with Aubrey Plaza. Oh, God. Like, Hers hey, is like the greatest. And she was like, no, I don't. I just I just did the commercial. I just wanted the paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong and, with that. I would do paycheck. it. I, I, you know, Shade Rat, if. Raid Shadow Legends wants to sponsor this podcast. Get out of here. You will not have me caught dead sponsoring that. Um, well, they're sponsoring us. It's okay. You don't have to sponsor them. They, they should just get stars that actually play the game that we know about. Like, we know Mila Kunis plays World of Warcraft. We know... Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Henry Cavill. You got an all-star cast right there. Like, just get other people to play World You know what? Get them all to play World of Warcraft together, because we all know they play Dirty Alliance. Felicia so, Day used to. I mean, she has, like, like the whole podcast. She, like, I, I don't know. You can get Matt Mercer to play anything nerdy, I guess. Uh, but we're talking about, like, people that you've seen on the, like, huge big screen. I know Felicia Day is one of those people, but still. William Shatner was in those commercials. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he was a shaman. I mean, if you can get... <laughs> If you can get Zelda Williams to do a Legend of Zelda commercial, like on Nintendo, then you can get Henry Cavill, who almost missed his calling for Superman because he was in a World of Warcraft raid. I to mean, do a commercial on World of Warcraft. In fairness, Zelda Williams totally named after Zelda, so it was yeah. probably a little easier for Nintendo to be like, "Hey, what's going on?" But she also <laughs> plays like a metric ton of of Zelda as well, like Robin Williams, dressed in peace was a huge World of Warcraft fan in his own in his own regard. Dude, He's got a cameo in World of Warcraft. If anybody knows how I can get a hold of Zelda Williams, we'll have her on the show and we'll talk some Zelda. Yeah, and we can get married too. But uh, uh I mean go for I will facilitate this. Go I, for I it, am <laughs> ordained. So Ah yes, Aaron We will talk he some Zelda topic of the show. It'll be we'll do well you know what? No. We'll just play all the Zelda games. We'll talk Zelda in the front half of the show, what we've been playing. We'll do the news, and the topic of the week will be me marrying you two. <laughs> but you're going to have oh, to man. take her last name. Oh, I'll definitely take her last name. I don't care. I mean, uh, Hispanics are a big fan of hyphenating anyways. If she <laughs> Jordan Diaz-Williams. Dude, I was part of the, um, what was it called? When I was doing Life Touch, and I was like doing like yearbooks and stuff like that. We, if you would think you get out of it if you had the same last name as someone else, you did not. No, there's a lot of Diaz, Diaz, Rodriguez, Rodriguez. That I don't know. 
that part of my culture too well. And after seeing that, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And I don't want to learn about that. But yeah, uh, what are we talking about? World of Warcraft? Yeah, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, yeah. Yeah, World of Warcraft. I've Playing been the Night of Lions character. Yeah, it, it's because of this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there is a boost going on right now because of the COVID, uh, in response to COVID. And it's their attempt to get you to stay inside and re- yes. resub to the game and, and please, it please has, play our game. It has worked. <laughs> it has worked a lot. And they even added on to it and they extended it. So now you get reputation. Yeah. Now it goes through the Shadowlands pre patch, which we'll talk yes. about later. Basically, the Shadowlands pre patch is going to make leveling way easier anyway. So basically, yeah. now leveling is just easy. Yes, if you're if you're a person that loves to make tons of alts like me, and even to a, a more a greater extent, Aaron's dad, uh, the leveling experience. Over fifty one twenties, my dad. We should have him on interview him on his World of Warcraft oh, yeah. plane. It's been minuscule. I believe we got from 1 to like 80 or 90 in one day of just doing dungeons, which isn't the optimal way of leveling, actually. We just kept going back to back running those. Uh, and you are part of that group, too, Aaron. Had, how many levels did you get? You got like 50 or 60, right? Yeah, I got to like 58 or whatever, and then I stopped. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And it was super fun, too. I loved running those dungeons with you guys. It, that's all we did. I was about to say, and the nice part is when you're playing with friends... Like, you can dick around, and nobody's, like, mad. And, like, your friends are actually hitting buttons. Derek and I were talking about that the other day, because I started my rogue, and we were doing some dungeons with his shaman and one of uh, Philip's monk, I think. And we were um, we were just talking about, like, some of these people do so bad in dungeons. And there's, like, rogues aren't great. Like, I've found that out. But, like, even compared to some people, I'm just, like, they're just not doing anything, like, in these low-level dungeons. It's fun, like... I like trying in these low-level dungeons. Like, when I'm on characters that can do damage, I'm like, let's... Like, when I was on my hunter, I was like, I want to be on top of the charts. Let's go. Yeah. And even if, like, you're you're playing casual. I mean, we were part of a, a guild that prided itself only in, like, raiding, like, once or twice a week. Was it once or was it twice? We were only doing once a week with fights. We were doing home. once a week, and we were one of the top guilds on the server and i wouldn't say like any of us are like oh that when we were one of the top guilds on the server we were doing three nights a week i believe i don't think we were no we're talking about pandaria right pandaria we did three nights a week because i had signed up i was a little upset because originally somebody told me we were gonna do two full nights a week and i was different time in my life this wasn't as bad at the time like i could never do this now but i was told two two four hour nights a week and then there would be a third night if we needed to clean something up for two hours and then we ended up doing like three four hour nights a week it was a lot in pandaria like we were one of the better guilds but we were putting the work in i remember the stress that i got from that too like it was rough i mean not just because strick was kind of a, a jerk but uh but also because it was just rough it was tough <laughs> and we were supposedly like one of the quote-unquote more casual guilds out there instead of like having a do full time and i mean it was only three hours a night then i don't know but it was it was a lot even especially towards the end it was a lot even for somebody who had the time well i'm also thinking this game and some of its classes there's a big disparity between like what it's easy to play and what's not easy to play because 
you can play Demon Hunter. And sure, there are some things you need to learn how to do and stuff like that uh, to optimize the damage. But it's you can play the whole kit with just like four buttons or five buttons. And you can get the max amount of damage just by doing that. And then you go over to like Enhancement Shaman where you have your whole toolbar you gotta use. You gotta use every ability on the thing just to get like mediocre damage. Like it, it it's kind of it, it feels weird. Like like if if you if you want to do the most damage, there's a someone's found the way to do the most damage. You can just look up that. Uh, but if you just do the bare bones minimum, you're still doing you're still contributing. Yeah, like, a, a demon hunter can basically just roll their face across the keyboard and they're gonna. Do yeah, okay. and the same for like the same for like Fury Warrior and stuff like that. You could just you could just spin. Assuming you have weapons. Buttons. Yeah, assuming you got the weapons, which is something that <laughs> irritates me about the game. Uh, you have to do. You have to get twice. Yeah, some as classes as are so else. weapon dependent compared to others. Yeah. And then I just play Beastmaster Hunter. Uh, and I'm literally looking at the video that I have playing on my other screen while doing the max amount of damage because I know about the cooldowns in my head. Like okay, now this one's up. This one reduces the cooldown on this move by one second, and so I can. This one's up after I use this move, and blah blah blah. And I'm already like doing the max amount of damage I can just by doing that, just by AF, literally away from keyboard. I can I can look at something else and do it. Uh, so yeah, it always surprises. Me. They must be doing something else. Like you don't even have to try at this game, and you can still like if you're even a little bit interested in it you'll still be doing the max amount of things that you need to do right so i've been taking advantage of our good friend the exp boost uh jordan i've decided i want every class at max level oh yeah so i i've had i had most of the classes started i didn't have a rogue started rogues now at like 40 something i have a hunter at like 60 something i did have one at 100 that i ended up deleting because i wanted it to be a fox instead and i didn't want to race change um, especially with the XP stuff going on right now, I didn't see the point in race changing it. Uh, so got rid of the level 100 hunter. So I've got a hunter at 60 something. I've got the rogue at 40 something. My warlock's at 98, and everything else is 120. I've been putting in the work. <laughs> yeah, you've been putting in the work. How, uh, when they introduced the reputation buff in World of Warcraft, how has that affected you? Did you? Did you go and unlock all the allied races? And when it, uh, to the people that aren't familiar with that term, the, in World of Warcraft, there are races in the game that you can unlock by uh, by getting your reputation with a certain faction uh, to exalt it and then doing a short quest line. And then you have a new race to play. And, and it starts at level 20 instead of the base ones they give you that you can start at level 1. So uh, and it, it requires a lot of grinding as well. So to answer your question, no, I have not gone out of my way with the new rep buff. Um, the only allied race I really wanted was the foxes, and I was close enough where I grinded that up, and then I got the Maghar orcs just, you know, naturally playing the game, whatever. Uh, we'll talk about this later in Topic of the Week when we talk a little bit about the Shadowlands Alpha going on. Um, they announced that they're getting rid of the rep requirements on the allied races. Like, you'll still have to do, like, I'm sure the quests and stuff or whatever, that's involved with them, but they're getting rid of the rep requirements. So somebody like me who doesn't care enough about the allied races that are currently available, since I have the one I want, I am perfectly fine just waiting. I don't 
want to do world quests any more than I already have to because they are boring and not fun to do. Yes, so let me explain that a little bit in my experience of playing World of Warcraft for these past two weeks. Uh, my first thought when I heard about the reputation being taken away for like the allied races was, oh, what did I do all that work for? Blah, 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 blah. And then the immediate second thought in my head was, after I unlocked enough for the Coltirids, was this rep grind is awful. It is, it is the worst rep grind that they've ever had to make me do in any of the World of Warcraft expansions. And let me tell you let me tell you the reason. And I know people like Derek who love this game as it is and I and every time I play with him I look at the positives of World of Warcraft and I agree with him on certain points. But let me let me tell you the reason why this expansion has the worst reputation grind in all of World of Warcraft. Okay, first and let me let me make it a comparison to something like Legion from the last expansion that we had. So uh, they they brought back the world quests and with emissary rewards and stuff like that. Before this, the reputation grind, there was a, a, a halt. You you could not grind more. There's a specific amount of grinding you could do a day with reputation before you were done for the day. Like you could not do more. Uh, and you would have to look out too. Sometimes you would get an emissary quest that will give you reputation for a worthless faction like the champions of azeroth where if you go into their reputation shop has nothing for you it gives you outdated gear that you love you get just from doing like maybe one world quest over and it god knows where uh it makes it obsolete and then it has like two toys a tabard and doesn't even offer a mount it's it's literally there just because it's there and I got so frustrated yesterday because I was so close to unlocking the Coltirans yesterday, and the reputation. I I waited until ten o'clock, and the reputation was for Champions of Azeroth, which gave me Azerite power. But I was already maxed out on all the traits that it could give me, so all it did was give me item level. And if I, you need so much just to get one level to get one item level, and instead of giving me something like gold. Or in Legion, they gave you just chests, which you can get mounts, you can get loot from, you can get all this other stuff, you can get more reputation for that faction. On top of the reputation you would have already gotten for, for completing the world quest. And it, it just, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good getting this worthless, uh, this worthless resource that I don't need anymore. And it's, and I got it again today, and it was there the, the last day, and then they just now gave us like, Oh, in this chest you'll get a weapon that correlates with your your specialization, blah blah blah. And I did that immediately. But then I know what's coming up next is I'm going to get more resources that I don't need for about three weeks, and then I'm going to get something that finally gives me something. So, um, I, I'm so glad that they're getting rid of the reputation because it was such a pain in the butt to to grind this out to get this to get this race that I really wanted. Because now I'm interested in the game, instead of having it be a reward for sticking around for so long. And it's just uh, allied races. It's they most of them just feel bad anyway, because it's like it's lazy content. That's all it is. It's the it's the time gating that World of Warcraft has just become so famous for. Like it just the doesn't time feel gating, good. It's it it feels awful too. It it does, and they want to keep like the what's it called the missions in the game like that you get from like the the table or whatever but 
the thing that this one is so like half of what they would have done before because i'll tell you you can recruit troops but it's random what type of uh troop that you get it could be ranged it could be whatever it could be uh it could be cavalry frontline whatever like that and it might not be what you want so i needed to expend my troops on something useless in order for me to get the ranged troops i needed for to do the mission that i wanted to get the reputation that i wanted so that was just before you could choose which type of troop you wanted to recruit. You can have a limited number of that, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, just keep it out of the system or or add it in fully for what it was in Dreno. Or, or just like, just don't mess with it at all. Like, you had a good thing going for you. And if you had the time and money, you could have done it correctly. But if you don't have it, don't waste my time by putting in something that's half there. Exactly. Um... Yeah, aside, aside from, from that, that, all I've really been doing is I, I'm running some, like, Mythic Pluses and stuff just because that's what people like to do. Uh, well, again, we'll talk about this in the Shadowlands section, which is topic of the show. So excited that there's just stuff that isn't a timer. Because even when I'm doing timers with people who are okay with not hitting the timer, who don't expect to hit the timer, if we don't hit the timer, I just feel like I let people down. And I just, man, for as popular as a system as the Mythic Plus system in the game is and it's like basically you're just things get harder like it's a plus one a plus two you're doing the same stuff but then they just add these random affixes which are supposed to make things harder i just think again lazy development i think the mythic plus system is a lazy way to make things difficult i don't care for it i don't think in my opinion it's a lazy way to make things difficult as much as they've been lazy with how they've been making it difficult. And, okay, and I should say, I, the affixes don't bother me, it's the timer. The timer, like, is lazy difficulty, in my opinion. Especially... I think affixes affecting the timer, like, like for example, uh, to this week we got Bursting Necrotic. So, the way those two affix, affixes work is Necrotic, the more... The tank that which takes all the damage from like from like the groups of monsters and stuff like that. The more they're hit, the less healing they'll take. Uh, overall, so you're like, oh, now you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta kite them. So what kiting means is like, uh, you gotta lead them towards and like and move away from them while they're hitting you or try to get away from them. Uh, but bursting makes it so that you get a you get a a rising debuff, a layering debuff that ticks damage on for you that, you know, does more damage over time after something dies. So now you have something where you want to kill something really quickly because if it doesn't, now your tank is going to get less and less healing to the point where he will no longer take healing at all. And then you have something that after they die, they take a ton of damage over time. So you now have two conflicting affixes in my opinion, where someone, uh, a, a fight that takes too long will make it so that healing will be very difficult to do on this tank. And then you have something that you don't kill them too quickly or they're going to stack up and your whole team's going to die. And there's no there's no balance with that whatsoever other than you just got unlucky this week. You can't do it anymore. Or there's a certain point where you won't be able to progress as much because RNG happened and you didn't get the ones that you needed to progress 
as well as last week. And that will affect your time because every time you die, you reduce time on the clock. As before, we were getting like, we, we would, you know, you and I did mythics with our friends where we would, uh, our whole team would wipe from the bursting and we would take, well, it was like 10 seconds off the timer each time. Yeah. Uh, someone dies. That's 50, it's ridiculous. That's 50 it, it might not be that's like no that. It's, it might not be like 10 seconds per person, but like by well, the time your whole team five. dies, yeah, it's it adds up quick. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's that's my issue with it. It's uh, the fact that there's a timer I could deal with if it wasn't for the fact that sometimes we would just get unlucky and we would have to deal with that. Yeah, and I think I, I was thinking about it the other day because, like, the ZA bear runs, that was one of my favorite things to do. That's, and that's a good timer. That's on a timer, but you could practice. Like, when yeah. a timer is something you can practice, I don't mind it as much. But since these affixes are random and you never know, I mean, you, you know, we know weeks in advance, but, like, because you never, like, usually it takes a while for the same affixes to, like, line up together again. You can't really practice them, and then you don't get necessarily, like, you don't have, like, a super choice in which dungeon you're running. So there's just no way to practice. You're always just trying to react. And that's, and I mean, that's great that it's for some people, but, like, I just can't believe for how many people it is when I think it's just not a good system. I do it, again, as with most things World of Warcraft related, it's fun with friends. That's why I do it. Yeah, it's extremely fun with friends when goofy stuff happens. But if I, I can imagine if I were ever to get serious about it, I would have serious, you know, I would have to have a serious talk about it, a more serious talk than what I do now. Because right now, I, the 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 point of Mythic pluses, uh, or like the existence of them, I'm a hundred percent for. I agree with. I I would love for uh, an alternative to rating. Where like maybe we we were running into this issue too, where like we couldn't get enough people at one point to get like a, a full ten man raid going, but we would have like a five man, or like six or something like that. Or I guess that would be a bad example because you can't bring six people in. But it, if you had five, you could just say, hey, you guys want to do mythic pluses instead and get you know gear that's probably better than the stuff we would be getting anyways. They're like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever, go ahead. Honestly, at this point, like, as long as you had, like, two tanks, two tanks, two healers, I guess, would have, I guess that would have to be the bare minimum, but, like, with the resources Blizzard has, like, I feel like rating should just be six, six and up, like, the scaling, like, still with have your mythics at yeah. 20, yeah, but just, like, six and up, you know, like, just be all like, hey, you have to have two tanks, two healers, like, okay, whatever, two tanks, two healers, two DPS, you can go raid. Well, it's to the point where... I, in my mind, like thinking about it now, I would love a night where we had like just a bunch. We used to have it back in the day, just a bunch of Mythic Plus groups running at the same time. We did it back in our old guild that we were in together. We were just like, okay, who's running Mythics? Yeah, I, I, I hope, uh, I hope I get in. Hope Axel with, comes with me. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what it was. Just like I hope I'm in the group with Axel because we actually get stuff done. But um, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm very eager to see how this new system is going. We'll we'll save this for the end of the, uh, for the end discussion because I'm really excited about the new system they're going to be implementing, because it kind of gets rid of this, uh, this whole issue that we have, and it also makes it, it scratches that itch that all like gamers really kind of have, or the ones that I know in my opinion, uh, 
of the roguelike. We love those roguelites. We love we love getting the oh, most bang for our buck. Okay, we, we've folks. teased enough, Jordan. We've teased the okay. topic of yeah, the yeah, show yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, right, you're, oh, right, you're right, you're right. We're like an hour and 12 minutes into the show, Jordan. What do you say we move on to some news? Yes, let's get the news down. We have six news items to get to today. Uh, yes. I only went back about a week, so if anything else happened, you'll just have to bring it up. But we'll start, as we normally do, with Sony news. Number one, if you're looking forward to Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part Two as much as I am... Please note that you may need to use a little extra caution while surfing the interwebs. According to Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer, The Last of Us Part Two has had major stories detailed leak online. Quote, video footage showing cutscenes and gameplay, including several pivotal scenes, is now available to view online. Having seen them myself, you don't want to go anywhere near these if you care about the game. End quote. This must be a huge bummer for Naughty Dog, who has already did not seem on board with delaying the game, which until today was delayed indefinitely. Um, The decision was seemingly made by Sony in order to release the game both physically and digitally at the same time. And with everything going going on around the world right now, physical releases are difficult. I, for one, have been avoiding most everything about this game since um, the E3 footage they showed off a couple years ago because I just want everything to be a surprise. But what's really a bummer about this, uh, Jordan, that I found kind of like reading about it throughout the day is um, Neil Druckmann, head of Naughty Dog, or at least the guy writing the story, I think he's the head of Naughty Dog now, um, made it sound like this, this was a disgruntled employee who did this. That is that is very disappointing. I, especially in a game that's so uh, narrative-driven. That, that's a big that's a big deal. Like, I, I remember, and, and going back to this, uh, I remember when Persona 5 was released, they... They had strict like, like you could not stream this game past a certain point. That's how important the story was to not only its developers, but how the developers thought the story, uh, the story's importance would be to its fans. Well, once and, once the game's out, I think the onus is on you to play it within yeah a certain and, amount of time or avoid it's the like internet. Like watching a movie, but like yeah. the game's like when the game's not out yet, yeah, like that, like come on, like and. Jason Schreier was tweeting about this, who was at Kotaku. He's leaving Kotaku. He's going to be part of Bloomberg or something like that now. Um, either way, he's the guy who breaks a lot of like really big video game um, stories. He broke a story about how bad the crunch culture is at Naughty Dog a while ago, and he made it sound yeah. like that this is from like this is somebody who's upset about how much time they had to put like of their life they had to put into this game. But like at the same time, like you've already sacrificed so much like reap the rewards from this like don't yeah. be a jerk because like not like you doing this you may feel like you're like standing up to the man or whatever you know but it's like you're kind of screwing over like your your friends and co-workers yeah yeah i'm not happy about that that yeah, a disgruntled worker like why and again not not confirmed but the reading reading jason jason schreier basically said that was it but like reading into neil's tweet like from naughty dog it was a little like and he was just like you know he he basically just tweeted out like what you would expect like please don't spoil things like we're so close to this game like if you care just don't like don't do that to yourself you're gonna enjoy it yeah and if you care you won't you won't want this anyways so, so it's it's good that he warned us, so we don't fall into it. Like, like it'll push, show up on my on my YouTube recommended list or something like that. I could probably, I mean, I hope it doesn't. Right. But 
Yeah, that's that's disappointing. That's it's such a strong game for that for that reason alone. It that that kind of saps away even a little bit of it, and you know the 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 people that want to wait will wait. So so I'm still hopeful that I'll it won't affect them too much. Yeah, not I think of of any video game developer out there, Naughty Dog is probably not going to let you down. Even I don't enjoy the Uncharted series nearly as much as Last of Us, but even that, like it's like. It's still way better than most games. <laughs> yeah. So I, I trust them to tell a good story, especially. God, I, I'm just so excited because, like, The Last of Us did not need a sequel. So for them, and they said they felt the same way when they got done with the first game. So, like, clearly they found a story they thought was worth telling. And that just excites me so much. And luckily, number two, Jordan, um, breaking news from IGN's Joe Scribbles. Um, <laughs> I put the show together. I sent it to you and then hit refresh on Twitter and literally this news popped up. So I was like, wow, well, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, The Last of Us Part 2 is no longer indefinitely delayed, Jordan, and will be coming out on June 19th. So not too bad. It was. It only got, ended up being delayed about a month. It was originally supposed to come out like May 20th or something like that. So, I mean, that's not too bad because like, this is all about physical release copies because, I mean, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I feel like, would probably be doing a lot better, and it's sold very well. But it'd be doing a lot better, but it's hard. Like, they said, like, it's going to be hard with this COVID-19 thing going on for us to um, get the information out. Um, real quick, I'm going to run through the rest of this, and then I need to let my girlfriend in. Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima uh, was scheduled to come out on the 26th, but it's been pushed back to July 17th, showing that Sony clearly wants to get both these titles out. In time uh, for the PS5 launch uh, this holiday season, they want to let it breathe. And unfortunately, for those excited about Iron Man VR, that was delayed alongside The Last of Us Part II. Um, that seems to have no new release date decided at this time. Jordan, we can talk about this in just a second. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Sucker Punch is Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part II now have days. What I took out of this is, like, they are hell-bound on getting these two games out before the PS5. Like, they clearly want them to breathe on their own before it. Which is strange because, you know, I feel like every company, every game company, every, just every company in general, uh, is feeling the, the strain of, like, in, like in-store. I mean, yeah, in-store releases, like physical copies and stuff like that. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. How that'll affect their sales. Because, I mean, unless it's at a place like Walmart that's essential for other reasons, it's not like you can be open. Yeah, and I think some of them can't afford to not release them after delaying them. Uh, it, it wasn't for the crisis, you know what I mean? So a lot of these games were already delayed because of, like, they wanted to spend more time polishing it. Now they certainly can't afford to, to delay it even longer, like... And I hope they do. I hope they're in the in the situation where delaying it is for the best for the company and its employees. Well, but, and that's where I kind of said, like, I, I think it was more of a Sony thing. I think I said that during the first thing. I think it was more of a Sony decision that it got delayed because Neil Druckmann was, like, really bummed out. Like, he said, the game's done. Like, we're just finishing up some final bug polish and stuff. He's like, this game is ready to go. Uh, and it can, I'm telling you, kids, like, why are we buying physical copies these days? Like, you got to download half the game anyway. Like, let's get that digital feature going, and then we don't have to worry about this. 
Yes, I am all for the digital party. Uh, I I am a hundred percent for this because uh, I've had bad experiences. You know, I try to step out when I bought Pokemon Sword and Shield. I try to step away from from digital. I'm like, oh, I probably want a physical copy of this just in case like someone else wants to play it or something like that. So I go into the store and I I try to get a physical copy of this game and uh, it, it's not on the shelves and it's release day and I'm like, okay. That's weird. This is. I was shopping at Meyer. It's like uh, it, it's weird that this game wasn't this huge game like Pokemon just got released and it's not on the shelves right now. Uh, and, I, and I didn't go early in the day. I, I went around like 2 p.m. And I'm like, okay, th they should probably have it by now. It's not there. Um, I asked one of the employees. They're they're talking with their boss about something, whatever like that. I wait my I I wait for them to respond uh, to get less busy. Uh, she looks for like maybe three minutes. Says she can't find it. I'm like, well, it, I mean, it's a new release, and my friend works here, and he said that they had the shipment in, so I don't understand why it's not here. Okay, and she she said she'll she'll look for it. I like to think like Seth had buried it. He's like, take that, Jordan. <laughs> and he, later that day, he got the physical copy, but this person wouldn't wouldn't let me. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna go back to digital. So I'm buying all my games digital, just like I wanted to originally. But no, And it's one of those things, like, I understood the argument for a while why you would want to go physical, because, like, technically you theoretically own the game, and, like, if the internet ever goes down or they just decide, like, you can't download the game anymore, you're kind of SOL. But with physical these days, you're kind of SOL anyway. Um, one example I throw out is, like, Days Gone last year, Sony exclusive, the game that shipped on the disc was a buggy, broken mess. You had to download a bunch of patches and stuff to get that game in a good, playable state. So it's like, okay, so yeah, you lose the internet access. Like, Sony doesn't let you download anything anymore. You've got the physical copy, but you're playing a busted copy of the game anyway. Uh, I know they've since rectified it. They've put out a new version of the game that has all three games on it. But the Spyro Collection, when that first came out, the first game was the only game on the disc. You had to still download 2 and 3. So it's like, okay, you'll lose your access to the internet or whatever. You've got the physical copy, but you can only play one game. Like, And I think, I could be wrong, but I think on Xbox anyway, this whole generation, you have to download the whole game onto your hard drive anyway. The CD yeah. just works as a key. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what? honestly, at this point, what's the point? Just buy it digitally. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want to speak for anyone else here, but it, in my generation, and it might change for generations, I hope it changes from generations to come, but in my generation, I grew up in the whole, uh, I could buy, I could rent something from like Hollywood Video or, you know, uh, or Blockbuster, throwing out some, some, uh, deep cuts. some hard ones here. Yeah, some deep cuts. Uh, and I could go home, and you know, you know, have like a TV dinner or have dinner ready or something the like internet. that, ready ready to put something down. And I just want to watch something while I'm while I'm enjoying my meal. And then you put the disc in, and guess what happens? Bug, it it's it scratched. Or like you might get one that's just that's just broken in half or something like that. Like when when they introduced digital to us, uh, I, I'm not a millennial technically, I suppose. I'm I'm a what's it what's it called a Gen Z, but I'm like at the back end 
or like the beginning of it. Uh, Jesus, am I a millennial? You are a millennial. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I I enjoy digital because it gets rid of it takes that factor out of consideration. Of all, and I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, so I'm like, oh, the internet's going to go down. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be SOL if that ever happens, but realistically, I'm probably going to have to worry about other things other than, oh, I can't play my video game anymore if the the internet were to go down. You know, and I get there are games that stand the test of time, but a lot of times I'm moving forward. Like, outside of games like World of Warcraft that I've been playing for, like, half my life, uh, outside of games like that... (laughs) Like, I don't go back a ton. Like, there's, like, certain standouts that I go back to. But, like, I look at, like, I haven't put, like, I haven't, like, had a desire to play a PS2 game lately. Like, I just don't care. Like, and the games I do care about. They're still going to be there. Those really good games, they probably just remade anyway. Like, I've been thinking, like, man, I'd like to play through Jack and Daxter again. I just download it on the PS4. Yeah. And again, but, like. So the things I can download it. Like I just I don't need these. I don't need stuff anymore. Like, okay, I like stuff. I like certain things, but like, you know, my big thing now I like like statues and I like like puzzles, pictures, like stuff like that. Like I don't want <laughs> I don't want like cases taking up space. Like I'd rather have that space for other things. And again, that's just a matter of preference. But I don't know. Yeah. I, no, I, I we're in the we're in the same camp right here. Is it, it, it's just clutter and plus that stuff's always going to be there like there are some times where i couldn't get digital like i still have my nintendo 64 if i ever want to load that bad boy back up uh and play like i don't know just donkey, donkey kong, 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 kong yeah yeah <laughs> he kong for life yeah oh my god if you ever 1v1 me bro meta. Yeah, the meta for multiplayer. If you ever, if you're ever thinking about it, it's just the N64 genre. Like, you just play the shorter <laughs> class. Odd job, Diddy Kong. Like, you're gonna win. Yeah. If one yeah, person plays odd job, you all have to play odd job. It's the only fair <laughs> thing. Yeah, you just take it down altitude. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's go down to Microsoft. Uh, number three, Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft's Game Pass service is adding possibly its biggest title to date, Jordan. Word comes directly from Xbox that has announced that Red Dead Redemption 2 will be joining their Netflix-like game service on May 7th for console. Holy moly, what? That's huge. That is really big. It does, however, come with a small caveat, a rock star trade-off, as you will, if you will, as Grand Theft Auto V will be leaving the service on the same day. As a reminder, you can get Xbox Games Pass for console... For $9.99 a month, or for $14.99 a month, you can get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes the Xbox Game Pass for console, PC, and I believe that comes with Xbox Live Gold. So, crazy good deal if you're an Xbox gamer. What? I I think the war is becoming more and more middle ground. Xbox time goes on. totally owns on everything but exclusives right now, in my opinion, and controller. Um I like the I, I just like the match sticks better than the offset ones, but that's just personal preference. But um, uh, no, I'm in the same vein as you. I, after holding both, uh, especially playing a game like Monster Hunter, this is how I realized it. Uh, because I bought it for the I bought it for PS4 first, and then I bought it for PC, and I can only use my Xbox controller for the PC right now. 
and I could tell you it. it I I love I love the PS4 controller. Yeah, and I, caveat: I have not used the Elite controller for the Xbox, which I've heard is incredible. But um, I don't know. I I really like the. I mean, I prefer even like offset sticks. I prefer the Wii U Pro controller over the Xbox One controller. I just think the Xbox One controller feels like poo poo. But I know that's just me. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but either way, yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean that. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a big game. <laughs> it is. I remember when I was still working, my manager tried to get me to play. He's like, yeah, join my crew. And I'm like, it's tempting. But uh, it's also $60 right now. And I was like, unless you start paying me more, I don't think I'm going to get that game. <laughs> my big thing is, like, I, I still don't get it. Like, so it's 14 like, $9.99 a month for the console Xbox Game Pass. $14.99 a month for both of them. And then it's five ninety or four ninety nine a month for the PC Game Pass right now. I'm still confused. Like, unless you were somebody like me who bought an Xbox One before everything came to PC, why do you have both? <laughs> I, I I just I don't understand. Like, there is zero reason to own an Xbox. Zero. Like console gamers, there is zero reason the pc master race subreddit which is very a very circle <laughs> jerk subreddit i will admit yeah <laughs> but there is a, a good thing like a good thing on there that shows how like a pc might cost more up front but it shows like how much money you save over time on things you don't oh, have yeah, to I upgrade can... nearly as often you you don't have to pay for your online like it pays like the extra money you spend on a pc like you can put like a thousand on a PC, or whatever, and have a PC that will last you like two console generations if you want it to. Just having the existence of Steam just is such a huge yeah. boon for the for the PC. Community. And anything you want to do on Xbox right now, you can have on PC. I just I don't get it. Outside of things like you know. You're not getting Red Dead Redemption 2 on the PC Game Pass. Like, whatever. Like, you can still play Red Dead Redemption 2 if it means that much to you on PC. I, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand if gaming is such a hobby to you that you're investing good money on a box. Like, why are you buying an Xbox Series X this holiday season? Why aren't you just investing in a good PC? There's, I think that's, this is going to be the most controversial thing that people agree with yet. And I don't know if that means that it's not controversial, but in my opinion, if you're a serious gamer, you're a PC gamer, hands down. I, I don't, every major eSport is played on the PC and that just goes to show you. If you are sinking so much of your hobby time into playing video games, you are a PC gamer. And if you're not, then you just didn't get the memo. You just didn't get the memo. I'm I'm sorry. It. I believe the only people that are huge on the console wars right now are casual gamers that only have so much time to do after they come home from work, or it, at the very least, that's not the preferred use of their off time once they get it. In my opinion, like, it, it, there's just, or they just don't know about it. That's another thing too. They yeah. they could just not know about the PC. Or it, it's just, just... off-putting, the, the cost and stuff. But if you if you give them the pen and paper, they'll realize they're wrong because there's there's it, PC gamers cheaper. 
is cheaper too. Yeah, I tell my yeah. my parents about that all the time. When uh, back when I was still living with them, I was like, "Yeah, I just bought a game that was originally sixty bucks for like twenty five dollars." And they're like, "Excuse me, yeah." And guess what? If I didn't do it on the computer, it would have. It probably would have been that. The markdown would have been maybe fifty bucks, and okay. I would have had to pay like exorbitant amounts if I bought it in store or something like that. So this console generation lasted about seven years, right? I just did some math. Let's just say, again, and I'm not saying like crazy top end of the line PC. Yeah. You you can buy a PC for $1,000, right? Let's just say $1,000. You buy the PC for $1,000 in 2013. This PC is going to last you into next generation. Like, it might not be running 4K or whatever. You might want to decide to small upgrade from there. But, like, with PC, you only have to upgrade your graphic card. You don't have to upgrade your whole box. Like, oh, I could just tell you right now that I, I've been through that experience. I bought a I bought a computer for $800. Uh, lasted me... I, I bought it in 2013, I believe. It lasted me until I got a new one this year. And I, I really didn't see a difference... Other than the fact that like everything runs faster, I guess like it was still my old PC. I could probably still plug in right now and run everything completely fine for the most part. It's just I needed the the extra space and I was offered a deal that was very very good. But anyway, where I was going with this alone. So if you paid for Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus uh, for the last seven years to play your games online, you spent at five ninety nine a year or 59.99 a year you spent about 420 dollars over these seven years just to play online Life. which you do not have to do on pc so over seven years by playing on pc you saved 420 dollars so you could have invested that 420 dollars on a machine that is better than your console mm-hmm. and again like i have no problem buying a playstation and a, a nintendo or a Switch, like something like that, because I, there's games I can only play there. Like that's fine, and and like I don't blame Microsoft for this. I mean, they're just taking advantage of stupid people. Like I'm just like I'm sorry. There's no other good way to say it. I don't. There is no reason to own an Xbox. There's no reason to own an Xbox. I don't get it. And I would love. And this is one of those things. Come challenge me. Like if you are somebody who thinks there's a reason to own an Xbox, I'd love to have you on the show and have this conversation. But you can play Sea of Thieves on the PC. Exactly. With Xbox people. And guess what? <laughs> I was doing that with Matt Slade, who was paying 60 bucks a year for Xbox Live Gold. And, but because I was playing on the PC, I, I don't know. Like I said, like Xbox services and all that is so good. Their console is stronger than Sony's. But it's just one of those things that, for me personally, I'm more of an exclusive guy as far as it comes. As far as it goes to owning a machine. So, you know, I'm just going to play most of my games on a PC where usually, there's exceptions, I'll give you that, but usually they run better, they look better, and if there are any games that happen to not come to PC but are on both consoles, like, I'll just play it on the PlayStation, whatever, because it's not going to be that much worse, and the PlayStation will also have Last of Us Part (laughs) 2. Like... So you're saying to to update my point that I was trying to make earlier about like gaming like more as a hobby than as like just a waste of like an hour of your time. 
it's better for that as well. Totally. I mean, you have so... more. You have more. <laughs> I, like again, I just don't get it. You have so many more options. You get games for free. Games tend to go on sale faster. Like the indie I game just... community. The indie game community prefers PC. You've got Epic, which love them or hate them. I mean, they give me free games like nonstop. Like, you're getting free games off that. You've got services like Humble Bundle, which I know have dabbled in the console space, but are primarily a PC thing. Like, I just, the, the value's so much more appealing. And like I said, specifically for Xbox, if you care, you're just playing all these games on your PC now. It doesn't matter. And like, you know, there used to be the like complaint like, oh, I like controller more than keyboard and mouse. It don't matter. Just plug a controller into your PC. <laughs> like I, I do it and like i just i don't i i, I just i truly like i i don't mean to sound like a dick but like i don't understand like why are you buying an xbox there's zero reason yeah that and you know this is this is probably going to be this month's uh gaming on a budget uh talk because that's what it, that's what this is we're trying to save you guys we we're sounding a little rude saying it, but it's the only way to get our point across because it's still being sold. And I'll tell you right now, like, yeah, there's no benefit. Not at all. And I know what you're thinking, like, multiplayer games. And I'm like, no, they don't even... Having been in an electronics department, tr like, selling Xboxes to people willingly, I will tell you, when people came up with questions, I did not have answers for them. They're like, uh, I want to I play with my, my son. And I want to... Do you have any recommendations for Xbox? And I was like, I, I don't. Oh, and there's good games. Like, I think there's plenty of good games on Xbox. But the point is, like, you can just play them on PC. Yeah, you can play on PC, yeah. Jordan, I'm looking at the timestamp on this, and I know we've taken a couple breaks that I'm going to edit out of this, but we might have to pump Topic of the Week. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Um, well, it's not like we're going to get any more news, so we could just break the news segments down and, and bump up the other ones. No, I, I think this Topic of the Week, and I'll run it by Derek, but if we want to have Derek on the show, I think talking... I think it would be amazing. Wow, shop talk with Derek on the show, I think will be good. So we'll save Because otherwise it's just going to be us cramping on Current WoW. We'll, we'll, we'll save... Someone that loves Current WoW. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll save this Topic of the Week... And I'll see if Derek wants to be on in the next week or two. Um, we'll definitely finish the news, though. <laughs> we still got quite a bit of news to get through, and then I'll just name this episode, like, what have you been playing since we talked about that for an hour? Yeah, the, re the resurgence. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Number four to some Nintendo news. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 has received what Nintendo is calling its final update, exciting everybody and disappointing some. My information comes from IGM's Adam Bankers. Uh, included in the final update is the World Maker mode. You can finally make world maps. All seven Koopalings, a Super Smash Bros. 2 mushroom, the frog suit, the super acorn from Super Mario Bros. U, the boomerang flower, the cannon box, propeller, and more. In World Maker mode, Jordan, you can create maps with up to eight levels per map, but you can string like multiple maps up to 40 levels together to basically make your own Mario game, a feature that has been requested since the original Wii U game and seems to be the biggest and the, the, the meat of this update, if you will. While nobody seems to have an issue with the update itself, some people in the community are a little upset that Mario Maker 2 never received the same, like, 
cadence of support, like the ver- the first game, just like there was always like an update coming out. This game dropped like just a little bit here and there, but um, to compound that, it's like and now it's done. Like the first game received updates until like the second game was announced, and this game like updated big like three times, and then was like, yeah, hey, we're done. What is that? Is is there something wrong with that? Like again, it's just I'm people... pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna keep like. I won't say updating, but they're gonna they're gonna keep things on top of it. Well, they, they, they they're really not teach. though. They just said this is the final one. Like this is the last Mario Maker two update. Yeah, update. I'm pretty sure there's still gonna be patches and stuff. Oh yeah, but they're not gonna add anything. Like this is the last bit of content. Well, they they put they put all of Mario Maker one, and then they put what they wanted from two, and they put them together. What more do you want? They just, they made it so you can make your own Mario game. Like, chill out, people. I was about to say, how did they make another 2D Mario game from here? Like, they the, can't. Themselves. They, they really can't. Like, they... You have, you have the tools to make the best one in your opinion. I, I think the bit, one complaint I was reading and that I kind of understand is it, it was kind of disappointing that they never, like, they never added, like, a new game style like it would have been cool to just straight get like a mario brothers 2 like art style kind of thing and i get that's a little more difficult because in japan it was a completely different game like their mario brothers 2 was like the lost levels or whatever over here and we got like some like rip off of their doki doki panic or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but but, like i don't know like i i I get it it's just I, i feel like i mean there's a there's a really good community for this game and i'm I, i'm i'm sad that they're a little upset from from somebody who hasn't played this one and i love the first one but i haven't played this one um looking in from the outside i really don't care this I, i'll admit though the world maker kind of makes me want to get it because that would be a lot of fun to like make your own world and share that because i don't know i don't know if you ever bought either of the games but i was when i played mario maker one i was always trying to make like levels that people could beat. I wasn't interested in, like, the super impossible ones. Like, I tried to make levels that, if you didn't know any better, you would think they were in a Mario game. Well, yeah. That, I remember that time where... Yeah, I, I still remember the time you guys bought... Like, you and Nick both bought that game. And, like, we had that one game night where we all just tried the different levels out, and it was, like, really, really fun. Like, Seth and I still talk about that night, and I still have a video on my phone of when uh, we we hitched a ride on one of the... Like, there was a cloud that we, we took from the Lakitu, and then we flew across a level, and we did it, like, in style, and it was, like, Matt Check playing the game and stuff like that, and we just took turns trying to beat the levels and stuff like that. It was... I still remember that night. It's really fun. Remember Tyler's cancer-ass level? <laughs> 150. <laughs> Miserable. I love how Nick went into it. Oh, I just that. like how Nick posted, like, who hated you? Like, who beat you as a child? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Number five, iGem's Adam Bankers also reported on the Animal Crossing announcements this week um, that detailed updates to the game that are to follow. Uh, the April 2020 update, which is already live at the time of this recording, adds the Nature Day seasonal event, a museum expansion via an art gallery, and Leap and Jolly Red as new merchants. 
Leaf is a garden merchant that is adding new plants to the game, and Jolly Red is parking his boat on the secret beach to sell his artwork and furniture. Nature Day, which has already started, runs until May 4th and includes special Nook Mile challenges um, focused on activities like planting trees and watering flowers and allows for May Day ticket purchasing to visit special islands. This event, as I was talking kind of about earlier, seems far less intrusive than the Bunny Day, thank God. But I will report more on this next week again. I really haven't played the game at all this week, so I don't know what's going on here, but it looks really neat. Future events were also teased, um, part of the update video, including the May Day Tour, which will run from May 1st to May 7th, International Museum Day from May 18th to the 31st, and the wedding season, the entire cool. month of June, which we're kind of confused on this, but like... Can you get married in the game? I don't think you're going to be able to get married. You're going to be able to like marry your villagers. It, wow. in, in Nintendo's defense, it would be a little weird, because since you're kind of like a human... And you've got all these animal villagers. It'd be kind of weird if you got married. Although there's a bird on my. What are you trying to say? That I want to yeah. marry. I was about to say. What are you? What are you trying to say? Don't assume that I'm into your. your... However, I do have. I'm two, not finishing that train of thought. I have two kangaroos <laughs> and two sock monkeys on my island that I feel like are probably ripe for each other. You know. Yeah, I just want to be Noah. However, my kangaroos will probably marry the other sock monkey of the same gender. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just going to be my luck. I'm, I am a hundred percent for the marrying of villagers. I, I don't know. Why don't you? I'm not. I, first of all, you assumed that I was talking about marrying the people on your island. That was your first mistake. I was oh, talking about shoot, marrying other right. villagers. And you're right. Other, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I said nothing Dearest, about marrying the animals. Jordan, Aaron. if I can get married to other villagers, you're buying that game. <laughs> and we are going to have a beautiful ceremony that will be topic of the week for a Brotok. We're going to mix fruits. <laughs> Dude, if you marry me, I'll give you all the fruits. I have all the fruits on my island, Jordan. That's a tempting offer, Aaron. I, I, I'd have to seriously consider your dowry. <laughs> peaches, oranges, apples, cherries, everything, Jordan. I have it all. Thank you, Peter, by the way, who gave me three of those fruits. Oh man, what a great game! I need yeah, to get it. And it's cool that they're like it almost looks like they're they're trying to get to a point where there's always something going on, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's what the game's about. I I. Again, assuming know. things aren't as intrusive as eggs. <laughs> hey, screw the eggs. Uh, I, I know most Animal Crossings have been on like handhelds, right? Like, yes, there was. Technically, it came out on the N sixty four in Japan. There was the GameCube version. Was there a Wii one? I don't know if there was a Wii one or not, but then the DS and there was the 3DS one. Yeah. So it was at least so, on handheld for two major iterations, and this is like its first like return to something that can be a home console. Okay. All right. So it they were probably not as many updates like online as there has been in this game, right? Yes. It sounds can, like there there yeah, definitely the wasn't as many updates. However, I have heard some complaints that some of the stuff they are adding back in, 
and I talked about it in the last episode that I did by myself. This is the first Animal Crossing I've played, so I have no context for this stuff, but some of the stuff yeah. they're adding back in through some of these updates are things that were just in other Animal Crossing games. So like, it seems like they've kind of held some stuff back to push it out as like, oh, look at this new thing. Well, that, that could not be... That could be like the opposite case, too. Like, they, this could be the game that they envisioned, and then they were like, okay, now people probably want the other stuff in it, too, so let's work on that, too. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But we have been cultured. I do understand your train of thought, because we have been cultured to just like, hey, what else are you holding out on us? Uh, uh, esports. And again, I, I personally don't mind, because, again, I've never played one before, so everything's new to me. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it kind of feels like what it would be if I like played a Dark Souls game, and like they just added some of the old stuff into it. And, and I would be like, "Ah, oh, that should have been in the first place." But someone that doesn't know any better would be like, "Oh, wow!" Or people that play Persona, like they tell me all the time, like, "Oh, this sucks about it. This sucks about it." Uh, this was in four and they took it out when they put five in and now they're re-adding it and i'm like oh, i just didn't i didn't know any better so it didn't take away any of my enjoyment of the game in the first place right on jordan let's finish up the news number six and you know i i talk about this a lot i don't like reporting on numerous rumors but jordan jordan there's a new crash bandicoot rumor making some rounds this week you know i gotta talk about that um Still waiting for that mobile game. The last rumor we talked about for Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, you guys are kind of... Uh, this sounds a little samesy of something I've heard about in the past, Aaron. Uh... This one comes from Gamer Rants. Um, Cullum Williams, according to his report, or I guess I've never heard the name Cullum before, but I must say, his report. Uh, sorry if I've screwed that up. Please come be on our show. We'll have you on. According to his reports, there's a brand new Crash Bandicoot game in the works, and it has been on the in the works for three whole years since the initial launch of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on the PS4. Because remember, that one, it came out on the PS4, and then it was exclusive on the PS4 for a whole year before it came to the other systems. Um, most interestingly, the game is targeting a release alongside the PlayStation 5. If the game has some sort of exclusivity window with Sony, like the trilogy did, this would be a great idea, harkening back to the original Crash Bandicoot's launch alongside the original PlayStation. No official word on exclusivity or if this game will also be available on current gen was talked about, but if it does end up being a PS5 exclusive for the time, that would be Sony's way to get me on board as early as I could be. Um, I was actually thinking the other day, Jordan, like I said, I have no reason to buy an Xbox because I have a PC. Yeah. It's just going to play all the Xbox games. And I was like, I don't know. Until there's like good Sony exclusives, I don't know if there's a reason for me to buy a PS5. But let me get my pen out. Shit. Let me tell you what. If there was a new Crash Bandicoot game, that would be it. <laughs> I love me the Bandicoot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only reason you would buy anything for like the PS uh, for the PlayStations. Or it's we we talked about there not being a reason for the Xbox because exclusives don't exist on them. But 
PS4 have been pretty pretty on it with exclusives. I mean, I bought a PS4 because I wanted to play Bloodborne on my own time. And I also wanted to play, you know, some other stuff. You got Bloodborne, your Persona's exclusive to the day right now. Like, again, the first time I played Monster Hunter was. It's such an appealing machine. Again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to own an Xbox, but what's the point when you just spend the money on a PC and play all the games and then you just buy a PlayStation, got the exclusive, you you know what I mean. Well, maybe they just they found the thing that you would want that would make you cave now. Oh, that's yeah. all it needs. But you again, just need the first one. My that's point it. is like, if, but if like the Crash Bandicoot was an Xbox exclusive, I could just play it on the PC. It don't matter. But if it's a PlayStation exclusive, I've got to buy a PlayStation all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they're aiming for. I think you just cracked the code. Uh, yeah, and like, my God, like a new Crash Bandicoot game. The other thing that concerns me is like, the group that made Crash Bandicoot: The Insane Trilogy put out their own level in the crash three style and it was more of like a backtracking kind of level and i don't think that feels as good with the traditional crash sense so hopefully they just kind of got some like feedback from that not being their strong suit and they again i just i just want another game like crash 2 like that would make me happy i don't i let me let me do big brain prediction because we, we love predictions here right Big brain. It's just like the whole game awards thing, like that. Let me, before you go on with the rest of that train of thought, let me propose something for you. All right. This is this is Big Prophet Jordan. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit me. Okay. Crash Bandicoot announced for Smash. Oh, go on. Shortly after. Oh, go on. Because there is proof that. Sales in the games of people that show up in Smash rise afterwards. So you know, Persona Five people played Persona Five because they love Joker. And I'm not even I'm not even kidding you. There's proof. And the same thing with like Violet people. Which Sony probably loved because then they had to buy PlayStation. Exactly. So people are going to be looking into Crash Bandicoot. Oh God! Yes. Like what kind well, of games do you want to play? Looking into my Renewed. boy. Whoa! Renewed interest. Ooga booga. <laughs> Renewed interest in the franchise. There already Renewed is. A new want. Because, yeah, it, it, everything's leading up to this point, Aaron. This is the prediction. This is the reason why I'm making it. Jordan, come on. Make I, me excited. I'll, Hit me. I'll put, I'll put money on this. All right. New Crash Bandicoot game comes out PS5. It's a release. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's on, on release. <laughs> Uh, you know what makes me sad about that though is there's gonna now I now I've got this image in my head. You're right, but there's been a rumor going around that they're not gonna be able to like make enough of these things just because of competition with like hardware pieces, and I'm not gonna be able to get one, and then I'm not gonna be able to play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> and I so will... you're scared that I might be right, is what you're saying? And not like I haven't just not done this show for a month before. But I will not do this show until I can play Crash Bandicoot. Interesting. Yeah. So you're you're putting your enjoyment of the show on the line. Until I can play the new Crash Bandicoot <laughs> game. You're going to go on strike. Seth is the co-host with you. We'll just pick it up. We're like, well, we'll just give daily updates. We're like, well, Aaron's still not coming back because there's still no Crash. 
he cannot find a he cannot find a PS5 anywhere. He refuses to come back. Yeah, he he's not coming back anytime soon. And then I'm gonna get it, and it's gonna suck. Like it's gonna be a bad Crash Bandicoot game. Oh god, that would be the worst, wouldn't it? Oh my goodness. You just made me think about something I didn't want to. No, I don't think they could mess up. Uh, what kind of game... So Crash is obviously my kind of game. Like, that would push me into it. What would the PS5 have to launch with that would make you want to buy it at launch? That's an interesting question. That, hmm. Other than just, like, you know, like, when I got my PS4, like, you know, those kills on and stuff, I, I just knew... I just knew eventually there would be games on it that I would want to play. Like, it was there a good would have to thing. be... But, like, future-proofing aside, like, that excuse aside, like, like, would there have to be a Persona 6? There would never be a Persona 6 that quickly. I'm just telling you. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that kind of thing, would there have to be that for you to buy something that's a little more realistic? The the Demon's Souls remastered? Yes. If FromSoft released a new game and they put it on the PS5... I would buy it. I, I mean, you've got to think, I don't know if FromSoft will do it, but Sony, and I don't know if it'd be as good without FromSoft doing it, but Sony owns the Bloodborne IP. There has to be a Bloodborne 2. That's what I mean. If they release Bloodborne 2, I would I would buy it on the PS5. I mean, I shoot. Like we've, we've talked about Bluepoint being rumored to most likely be doing the Demon's Soul remaster. What if they were all like, what if they were doing Bloodborne too? You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, the the Demon Souls remake would not let me buy a PS5 because I would just play it on the PS3. It's fine. But the uh, online Jordan, the online for Demon Souls was a little too good, if you know what I mean. Oh. So I I would have wanted to avoid that because the the PvP until the servers were brought down was still going strong. On, on demon souls especially with the, like the world tendencies and stuff well, that's like why that. a lot of people are think they're sure that that's going to be the the remake that they're working yeah. on but but that would be the thing uh, yeah if they released another persona yeah heck yeah i'd buy it but that one isn't as realistic as another uh bloodborne slash from soft game coming out and i think they're kind of saving up for that because i think everyone wants that because you, you, you scratch the gothic itch that everyone wants. You scratch the Cthulhu itch all in one. You you got the you got me you got me hooked. I bought a PS4 for it for that reason. And guess what? It was only ten bucks when I bought it. <laughs> when I bought it for the PS4. So God, you when know, you think about like it right though, that's still, still one of the best exclusives that the system is. has. I tell I recommend that game to everyone that picks up a PS4 and they're like, "Hey, what should I buy for this?" And I was like, "Guess what? Bloodborne's only like ten bucks." Well, it's one of those things too. Like, I feel like Bloodborne it's it's faster than Dark Souls to the point where like I feel like if you don't like Dark Souls solely for the reason that it's kind of a slow wait and anticipate game, like it, like if you still like the idea of a Souls game, like Bloodborne yeah. definitely it's I, just I, enough arc. Arcade, it's it's more arcadey enough that if you like the idea of a Souls game, 
but don't like how slow it is, that Bloodborne will do it for you. If you don't like I the idea of a Souls that. game, like just don't worry, don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell everyone that. It's I still gonna kick because, your teeth, and it's hard. Because Seth's kind of like that too. He's like, hey, Dark Souls was too easy. Like you just hold your shield and and wait for patterns and stuff like yeah, that. I hate I'm that like, people you... say that because that game is still <laughs> so hard to me, and that's how I play those games. <laughs> You probably get greedy, okay? You, you admit that? You admit that you get a little greedy? I honestly don't know sometimes, you know. <laughs> he does. He gets greedy. Sometimes I get oh. greedy, but other times it's just all like, oh, look, he body slammed me. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you could just have to get good. But but in his regard, he, he found the games too easy. And I was like, you would love Bloodborne. Because guess what? That game is difficult. <laughs> even, even if... Uh, you take your time. It, you have to be aggressive. The the first like hour and a half, two hours, you get a, a wooden shield that's like, don't use this. You're a coward. You're gonna lose if you hide behind a shield all game. I'm like, okay, okay, I can get behind this train of thought. This train of thought. So yeah, that's uh, that's an exclusive done right in my opinion. That would get me to buy a console. Is is another FromSoft game. It's they they've always been like genre defining or i i I can't say that they stick to the same genre but they stick to the same genre because they do it right and they also like invented that genre (laughs) like action rpg still existed but like the format that they introduced it with or like with like stamina and and taking D D elements of like you have certain spell charges and it's stuff not like, like the case of they just did a game well like they took a game they took a game type and like expanded it <laughs> people are still saying dark souls like yeah it's like dark souls it's a meme it's a meme now it's like dark souls what a game! You know what it is? Yeah, what and a game. Sony probably just wants to kill themselves constantly because they could have had Dark they Souls, had it. but instead they were like, "Yeah, we're good." And then they were like, "Okay, Bandai Namco was like, we'll publish that on everything." It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone who didn't take up, like, didn't put stock in Google. They're like, "Damn." Man, geez, that that could have that could have been something really good, couldn't it? Oof. All right, Jordan, what a meaty show we had today. Like I said, we're gonna I was skip topic it. of the week because I think even after I cut everything I need to cut out, we're gonna be right about two hours, which will make this the longest games weekly in our short history. Uh, it was a good show, though. It's good to be back. Um, like I said, with you here now and with this system theoretically working, if there's sound issues, I will we'll work with it. We'll, we'll try to figure it out. Again, we're not recording off the same mic together now. We're recording through Discord, so there might be some growing pains with this, but you've got a show again, and you've got a good show again. It's not going to be me windedly talking to myself. <laughs> so there's that. Um like I said, I'm going to try to get some guests on. So expect to hear from like the the likes of Mike, Derek, and Matt real soon, hopefully. Uh, other than that, um, you can email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas at brotakumoc at gmail.com. I also want to plug here as we're leaving, I'm going to be doing 
knock on wood, I because I haven't tested this yet. I probably shouldn't have posted anything about it until I tested it. But if my PlayStation 4 camera can stream just me, I have an Omnimon um, from Digimon, a, a model kit, like a Gundam. I have an Omnimon model kit that I want to put together this Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central. I want to stream that, just kind of hang out, have a good time kind of thing. Um, it just seems like something kind of different. You know, I know other people do it, but it's like not as many people are streaming themselves putting model kits together as there are people streaming video games, so something kind of neat, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully you can join me there. Again, that'll be this Wednesday, I believe that is. Let me double-check the date. That will be the 29th of April um, at 10 a.m. Central. Uh, again, I will I will uh, message that out on our Facebook page when we when I go live for that. So I hope I can see you there. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Jordan too. Um, if you get on your PlayStation, you can join my party, chat with me. You know, you could be doing whatever. Oh, I'll visit. It'd be fun. I'll at least be around <laughs> all right i mean i i don't mind either way just just a offer for you um so yeah that is a meaty episode of brotaku Metaculture games weekly until next yeah. week we'll talk to you later yeah see ya